Okay, I think we're onto something here. We are. <laughs> I like I like uh, the lengths we can go to to find workarounds that solve the problem. Mm-hmm. That's what engineers do, though, isn't it? It is. Solution doesn't exist, and so we solve it. Mm. All right. Well, I think I'm ready to fire it up here. You know, we do have that Q&A for Redeemer at 3.30. I, I was planning on going to that. Are you planning on going to that? Yes, I was. Do you want to okay. just do maybe a micro recording right now, and then we can yeah. call in? This will be just like how we had – this will be season 1.5, episode 2. 1.5.5. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. What topic do you have? Anything? Well, I think we should probably, if people are going to end up listening in, right? So uh, everybody who is listening, if you're listening to this in the future or perhaps the past, uh, this is during the whole COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. And it's currently uh, April 4th, 2020. Uh, the whole social distancing practice is taking the nation by storm. So Ben and I, normally what we would do is we would meet up and Ben would put his phone down and start recording. And we just kind of talk into the phone or, you know, over it, around it, near it. Today, we are calling in, as it were, from our respective um, places of living. And we had to kind of jerry-rigged the system because the program that we use to to make these recordings isn't actually set up to do that it's mostly set up for you have one guy who starts it on his phone and he's sitting there talking in his phone for his part as the host and then other guests can either be there physically with him talking getting picked up by the phone or they can call in and through their own anchor app, but anchor is the program we use, or they can join through some other means like a phone call or what we're doing right now, which is on our computer. But the thing is, as the host, you have to be talking through your phone, but that comes with some inconveniences or problems. So what Ben and I ultimately had to do was start the podcast from his phone he sent an email invite to me an invite an email invite to himself and now both of us are talking quote unquote as guests and his phone is sitting somewhere else in his apartment or his in his house under a pillow still ben so it's not picking up any sound yeah i'm smothering the sound waves right so we had a figure so that's the solution we came to it took us about an hour to figure out that that's how we had to do things because we were trying other more simplistic solutions and or more convenient solutions and they weren't working. So that's where we're at now, but we got it working. So anchor, if you're listening, please give us a solution to initiate a group podcast recording from a computer. Thank you very much. Yeah. Cause you can start a recording from your computer, but then you can't invite people to it. You can only, have like one person talking to himself or maybe other people, you know, has have a microphone and other people are talking into it, which kind of defeats the purpose of starting it from, from a computer to begin with. <laughs> Cause yeah. you'd think that at a computer say, Oh great. Now we can do this virtually and online and, you know, for, across great distances, but Oh no. Oh no. Not so fast. Yeah. 
Okay, so with that said, this nor what we ended season one with was us saying, "Hey, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come up with a strategy for season two and have some, you know, new and improved features, such as maybe guests or uh, a soundboard. I really want a soundboard, and maybe higher quality recording equipment." But um, we decided through the whole COVID nineteen deal that you know what we're going to start season two a little early and all the things that we said we we're going to do for season two we're going to push those off for season three and right now ben and i are banding together to bring you top quality entertainment during these low and troubling times hells yeah mm-hmm. so i think with that i've rambled on for about five minutes now about the setup i think we can ben get into uh the topic for today and i don't know if we were recording when we we're discussing it, but Ben and I do have a prior engagement at 3.30, and it is currently 3.07. So this is going to be a shorter episode, a little teaser trailer for what is now going to be Ooh, season teaser. two. Mm-hmm. So Ben, you asked me what topic I want to talk about. I and what I, what I want to talk about, if it's okay with you, unless you have something that you're itching to talk about, is the question I asked you a little while ago, which is, when somebody asks you, are you okay with that? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. I Because I ask because I was thinking, like, something happened, I can't remember. But let's say hypothetically that, you know, you lose your job or something, right, due to the whole virus and economy um, taking a hit. And if somebody says, oh, man, like, are you okay with that? It's just like, what does that mean? Am I okay with it? That, that That's the context of the question. And I want to get your thoughts because it sound, I thought it sounded like, you had some thoughts on that. Um, wow, I maybe passed it off as having more intelligent uh, thoughts than what I do. But when you say, are you okay with that? Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts, Jack. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I, have, I have some because it's like, uh, I think what sparked it is I was talking with my boss and he said, hey, I'm thinking about putting you on this project. And he asked, are you okay with that? And I was sitting there like, why does that matter? Or what does that, my answer, like if I say no, like I can't say no, can I? Because if your boss says, hey, I need you to do this for me, you don't say no to him unless it's something ridiculous. So I think you can if you have a good rapport. At that point, are you okay with it? Just seems it's the same question as, do you want to do this? Or do yeah. you actively not want to do this? But that doesn't really apply to a lot of other situations of asking that question, like the whole job loss thing, right? It's just like, you know, if your boss came up to you and said, Jack, I'm, I'm, I need to lay you off. I'm not okay with that. Dang it. All right. <laughs> your job. You know, like what, like, what does that matter? I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm okay with it or not. It's the same thing. Like if some, if you lose your job and somebody says, are you okay with that? And if you were to say, no, I'm not okay with that. What does that mean? Like, like what? And it was driving me crazy. At, at, like think about this question. Cause like, does that mean that you're going to go do something about it? Does that mean you're going to try to change it? Does that mean that you've been wronged and you need vindication? Like what is, I don't get the, I don't get that question. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, just another way of um, being able to ask someone for their input. And again, I, th- I think it's less about the outcome if they can actually impact the outcome and more about just making them feel like they've had a voice in the situation. Right. So 
maybe you're not okay with it. Maybe you say you're not okay with it and it's still going to happen, but at least you got to say you weren't okay with it. Right. So now it's on the record. They're like, Hey, FYI, I said this was a bad idea. So I don't know. I don't think that totally answers the question, but I think that's a piece of it. Is it just a matter of, cause I, when I was thinking on it, I was like, I think it boils down to if you have the power or were you to have the power to change this situation, would you change it is basically what's asking the question are you okay with that is is coming to because in the in the case of losing your job you know you obviously don't have the power to reverse it you have the power to quote unquote change it and that you can go look for other jobs um but you know asking oh are you okay with being employed for a little bit is I think at that well, I mean that's a different question. I think that's saying, are you going to be able to support yourself? Are you do you have enough money to survive until you can get a job? But it seems like at that point, just ask like, are you set until you find another job? Are you going to need some financial help? Like, just come out and ask that. Yeah, I think yeah. I see the question used more frequently in the context of what you're talking about, where it's like a project thing. So, for example, if your boss was going to lay you off, he wouldn't say, "Well, Jack, we got to let you go." Are you okay with that? <laughs> Like there, he's not asking for your input because it legitimately doesn't matter what you say. In the scenario you gave where he wants to put you on a project, I think if you said, he said, are you okay with that? He's generally seeking your input. And if he said, well, you know, I appreciate the, the thinking of me or the offer or whatever, but my skills are really better suited for this other project. Or, you know, I've already got three projects that I'm working on, so we'd have to figure out the workload or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there's... The question wouldn't be asked if there wasn't room for conversation afterward. Mm. Okay. If, it, if it's really as cut and dried as like being hired or fired, where you have no input at all, then they wouldn't bother asking the question. I don't. Yeah. Think it's, I don't think it's rhetorical. Hmm. Okay. I can. I can see that. But on the flip side, I think that requires establishing a relationship because usually that question is like there's some kind of a hierarchy in the situation or, mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody's initiated and the other person kind of has a chance to provide feedback or rebuttal. Um, so for that to be effective and to work well, you've got to have pre-established trust in that situation to where you feel like you can be honest in your answer. Mm -hmm. Right. Otherwise it is rhetorical. If you just say, no, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Then they might as well have not asked the question. So, so I have another, uh, situation to use as an example to help us talk through it so you're watching mr palindex woofer named junior mm -hmm. and you have your own dog obviously and i'm sure they love each other's company um if luke were to come up to you and say hey i need some like could you watch my dog for me for you know the next couple months because x y and z like could you do that would you be okay with that and if you were to say no i would assume that would just mean like for some reason you don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, I would hope I wouldn't just say no, that I'd have a rationale for why. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I mean, at that point it starts the conversation of like the negotiation part of it, right? Like, okay, I, for, I, for some reason think I can't, then it's on him to figure out, you know, can he persuade me that yes, or, you know, can we find somebody else or, mm. And like I said, I think that's true in any example you want to give. And, you know, maybe I'm not hitting the actual crux of the thing that bugs me about the question. And by bugs, I don't mean like I don't like when people ask it. I mean, like there's just something inherently awkward about it 
when I do hear it. And I think, oh, I just had it, and it may have just slipped away from my mind, so forgive me if I banter a little tangentially here. But Are I, you getting at what does it matter? It doesn't impact the outcome of the situation. Yes, I think that is it. I think when people ask, are you okay with that, when the outcome is completely unaffected by by your being okay with it or not it's just like whether i am or not right when you ask the question are am i are you okay with that what is your like if i were to say yes versus no what are you going to do any differently the asker what are you the asker going to do any differently see and that's an important point that i think you could actually voice to the person asking the question maybe phrase it a little bit more gently than that but um you know, you could ask, what what impact will my answer have on the outcome, you know, or yep. something like that, just to gauge, are they really asking, or mm-hmm. was this just kind of a, hey, FYI, and I'm saying it, so you feel better about the situation. Right. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's in the same vein in irkiness to me as when people say that they're sorry for, like, when they really mean I'm sympathetic to you. Yeah. Oh, my dog died. And then somebody says, oh, I'm sorry. I would look at him and say, why are you apologizing? Because I murdered (laughs) your dog, Jack. Yeah, what are you trying to say? Yeah, there's just not really another good phrase to stick in there that that rolls off the tongue in English, right? Well, don't say, I mean, like, and I think there's going to be people out there saying, well, sorry has two meanings. One's apologetic. The other one's meaning I feel sorrowful and sympathetic for you. I get that, but I think that the so what I'm saying is I'm not saying it's objectively wrong to say I'm sorry when you really mean I'm sympathetic or sad with you. I'm just saying it irks me because apologies in general aren't given as often nor as sincerely as they should. So when people say I'm sorry in this other context, it just exaggerates that other problem and it, it upsets me. Sure. So it cheapens it cheapens apologies because it means something different in another context. Yeah, I, and I think people that that line actually does get blurred. So people will insincerely say I'm sorry for something that they should apologize for, but what they really mean or what they're trying to make it seem like is, well, I'm not actually apologizing. I'm just saying I feel sorry. Like I I feel bad with you, but not because it's my fault. They use it as an out to. Not think, have to apologize, but say just enough, give just enough ground to shut you up, but not actually apologize. I feel like my favorite of those is when they add on the words that you feel that way. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry that you feel that way. So <laughs> it's like it has nothing to do with them or what they did. They're just sorry that it's created a negative response for you. So it's no admission of guilt. It's no like yep. I could have done something different or better. It's, it's like, yeah. well, sorry you have a problem, but it's your problem. Yeah, it, it, it's pushing the blame onto the person who feels offended Yeah, in whatever the content, or the, the offendee, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's it's very, very smug and arrogant yeah, to say, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry you feel that way. They're patronizing. I mean, I think there are some contexts where... No, I'm not even sure there are because, like, I'm sorry you feel that way is sort of like saying I am apologizing that you have this reaction. That doesn't make any sense in any context. It's almost like you're apologizing to yourself. Yes. <laughs> that, like, this other person has interrupted what you thought was so great by being offended or being hurt by what you said. 
Yeah, it's it. Yeah, whenever somebody, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. When people say, "I, I feel," I'm sorry you feel that way. It's very condescending, and as you said, admits no wrongdoing when there were, is definitely wrongdoing that ought to be admitted to. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a way of like sounding like you're trying to apologize, but you're totally dodging the question or dodging yep. the issue. Yeah. That's why I, I never, I actively try to avoid saying, quote, I'm sorry. I will say, if I'm apologizing, I will say, I apologize explicitly. And if I'm, if somebody, if I want to say, oh, you know, I'm sorry in the sense that, oh, I'm, I'm, I feel sad with you. I'll say it more explicitly like that, where it's like, I feel, I, this makes me sad. Or, you know, it's say like, I feel for you is another thing. Because hmm. I, again, I don't like the I feel for you all that much either because it's sort of like it's just a token response i'm not actually going to do anything i'm just going to tell you that i have this you know that i feel sad but i'm not actually yeah. going to do anything about it you know that, that, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a i'll be sorry but i'm not actually get up and do something for you to help alleviate the problem whoa buddy let's uh let's calm down here yeah before you go too far i will i will definitely help you out by changing my facebook profile picture for your cause there you go. I just want you to know I support you. Yep. I'm sending good vibes your way. Yes. All those vibes. Yep. So if you had an ideal uh, phrase for how to let someone know that you're there for them and you understand what they're going through, or at least you sympathize with what they're going through, something that's succinct but still clear and you feel like meets your criteria for a meaningful message. What would that be? Well, I don't think it can be a single succinct phrase while being sincere, because then if it's just something that you can use generally, it's not going to be sincere. Sincerity is going to be tailored for the situation. What if we just made something up? Like if I say to you, Jack, ketchup pancakes. <laughs> And that means that I really, really like just, a code, code word. Yeah, but yeah. we encode it with all the meaning of sincerity that we want to be packaged up in a in a sincere, uh, sympathetic gesture. Okay, but ketchup pancakes. I don't know. It seems like it might be a little inappropriate if somebody's actually sad. What about, you know, it's like we need a word that's both sad, conveys that you're sad and here for you like sad here or sadir yes <laughs> sincerity will be sadir and i will stand for the opposite of sadir or here <laughs> uh if any if if people aren't getting the reference which i'm sure our listener definitely isn't it's this is all reference to the movie kung pao Jack, how many listeners do you think that we have? I don't Would know. Would you say 10 million? Ah! How many listeners? Would you say 10 million? No, I wouldn't say 10 million. That's a lot of listeners. You know, watch. We're going to get all famous, and then we're actually going to get 10 million listeners someday. Wow. And then we'll try that joke, right? Because there's a joke in the movie where... So okay, we can we could talk this little anecdote. I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to get it, but the people for the few people who do, I'm sure they'll they'll actually appreciate it. So there's a line in the movie 
where the main character go finds like the the master he wants to learn from so he's like master i've traveled many miles to find you the master turns him and says then you do it so master i've come i've traveled many miles to find you would you say 10 million (sighs) you ruined it ben that's not what he says he he says how many miles how many miles would you say 10 million no, I wouldn't say 10 million. So, sorry, I, Jack, I ruined it. You did ruin it. So, anyway, <laughs> I forgive you. I was not prepared for you to toss that over to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ben, you should have your Kung Pao references like cocked and ready to go at a moment's notice. I will brush up on them with all this free time. I'll memorize the whole script. Mm, thank you. Okay, um, that's a lie. I won't do it. But. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. (laughs) So anyway, so so Ben and I love this movie. We love that line because it's so ridiculous. Like, obviously, the guy has not traveled 10 million miles to find the master. So Ben went to a recruiting (laughs) event and I challenged Ben. Ben, you have to when it was at like you were doing a career fair, right? Yep. I was doing a career fair and. uh... You know, it's an engineering career fair. There's 100, 200 companies there all looking for engineers. And uh, so I get to talk to dozens of engineering students over the course of the day and get a little bit of their background information. And so Jack challenged me to find a way to work that into one of those conversations. And uh, I agreed, but I kind of figured it like just kind of half-heartedly like, ah, it's not really going to happen. But then there was a student who was talking about um, this analytics project he'd been working on, like data analysis. And uh, he was talking about he, he had analyzed a bunch of data and all these rows of data that he had, he had to analyze. And I said, <laughs> in all sincerity, I looked him in the face and I said, said, would you say 10 million? And he paused for a second. And he goes, actually, yeah, it probably was about that. <laughs> Which kind of, again, Jack has pointed out in the past, kind of ruined it a little bit because it's supposed to be like so ridiculous, it doesn't make sense. And in this case, he had analyzed enough data that it was an accurate summation of his work. Yeah, yeah, I was disappointed. But Ben definitely stood up to, like, stepped up to the challenge. He got it done. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that moment. I was very, because I was kind of with you. I was like, he's not going to be able to do that. And then you reported back and I was like, good grief, Ben, you're the champ. <laughs> I really I, wish I could have worked in the, the big hand gesture, the sweeping hand gesture that he does during that line. Oh, you didn't? No, I don't think I did that. Oh, okay. I'm going to try working that in. I mean, I won't be able to do the hand gesture for a while. Cause we're going to, you know, we only do Skype meetings for work, but I'm going to try to work. <laughs> work when, into a when we get back to the office after this whole virus thing, you can just be like, how many days were you out of the office? Would you, Would say, you say 10 million? 10 million? <laughs> yeah, maybe Whatever. it's like, you know, hey, uh, you know, boss, um, um, somehow working like, you know, I, do you have an idea how long the, like, we're going to be out of, you know, out of the, uh, out of the office working from home, like during the stand-up meetings, everybody's in it with, in our team. And he says, I don't know, it's going to be at least a, you know, a number of weeks, possibly months. Then I could just, you know, say, well, how many months would you say 10 million? I think you would definitely get a laugh at that. 
Oh man. They probably wouldn't get the reference, but they would laugh. Well, I think uh, we're running low on time here. We got to head to our prior obligation. But are there any closing comments you want to make, Jack? I don't think so. We don't. And if this sounds even more rambling about nothing than usual, I think it's. Be, I mean, Ben and I sort of were like, "Hey, let's try get making this work." And we got it to work. And we're like, "Oh, we got a meeting at three thirty. Well, let's just kind of talk about something random." So we didn't really have anything, anything rip roaring to go. We just sort of started talking. So hopefully, the next few times. We'll have something that's a bit more, what am, I, what am I looking for? Juicy, intellectually stimulating, titillating. Uh, there you go. Titillating uh, is the word of the way, word yes. of the day from Jack Korsnowski. Um, but the good news is we do have this remote setup figured out so we can uh, successfully deliver more content in the future without having to meet face to face and mm. hopefully keep the good times rolling. Yeah, and because of the quarantine, we could probably do them more often, too, I'm thinking. We could just be podcasting all day. While we're working. <laughs> While we're working, do that in the background. It's just be like recording our thought stream of consciousness over the course of the day as we work. It's not a bad idea. Or you, cause, and think about it, too, right? Oh, no, because I don't do my work from my home computer. I swap my monitors and my mouse and keyboard over to my work laptop. Uh, oh, but no, because... You would just have to send me invite to like a, my work email or something. Yeah, that seems like it's probably a bad idea. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, tune in next time and uh, we'll be bringing you some fresh, juicy, titillating content. Yes, for sure. Titillation is the name of the game. <laughs> for podcasting <laughs> for today. Yes. <laughs> and uh, with that, thanks for joining us. <laughs>